1: Are you ready to talk money, Reb?
0: I'm ready to talk money.
1: Well, I hope so. This morning, it's like, okay. You know, it's a very
0: heady topic. Well, not. I, I have to get my a, brain on for yeah, this morning's topic.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's out of the context. <laughs> so, let me let me give you the the little bit of housekeeping stuff, right? So, normally, we would go, if you need to listen to any of the other shows, go to morethanenough.ca, chri.ca. Today, we're doing that. So there you go. You just had it. Way to go. Um, if you download on on your podcasting platform. Okay, I'm
0: going to stop right there. Everybody who's listening, this show is a podcast. Mm-hmm. We get so many people who don't know it's podcastable. Oh yeah, This okay. is a podcast. So if your aunt or cousin wants to hear it, but they don't listen at 9 o'clock on Friday mornings on CHRI, you can go to our website. You can go to any podcasting platform, and it should be there. Should so let's just talk money. Let's talk money with, with Dave, Dave and, and Reb. Reb. You have to put the "with Dave and Reb" part in because there's another show called Let's Talk or Money.
1: Or you can just search top ten Christian <laughs> radio podcasts <laughs> that talk about finances, and you know it's easier to just. Say, I don't let's think talk we're in money. the top ten yet. Well, we're almost there. I don't know. I, I know we're in the top. 20. I don't think
0: you know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: I did the search. So anyways, we're going to argue and, know, and our we guest, guest, we have a guest and we're taking up all the time. So <laughs> I, I want to put the context for our conversation today. So normally when you're listening to the podcast, we really revolve around the hard issues around money, right? That that's, yeah. that's the core of what we do. And there's a process that we teach and it's not rocket science. A lot of financial professionals will will give you this process in terms of a financially healthy outlook on life a financially healthy life and it goes something like this build an emergency cushion so that you don't have to go to credit pay off all your consumer credit yes that it means your car everything so that you have no consumer credit and we're not going to talk about that today but that's step number two step number three is where we're going to be today and we're going to the brain shift happens because it's step number three we start saving our three to six month emergency cushion we start putting some more and we start thinking about how the money that we are have in our possession is going to grow for us, is going to actually work essentially all on its own. Yes, it does need to be managed. And then we're going to talk about that with our guests today. But the idea here is is that there is a little bit of a shift in in thinking when you go from I'm in debt and Mm -hmm. I have to pay off all of this debt. Yes, good. Go at it hard, hard, hard. The scripture says be disciplined and don't let sleep come to your eyes. So go at it hard. Pay off the debt. But then there's a shift in saying, okay, now I actually have more money than I need to live on. And so I can start saving. I can start investing. I can start making some decisions with the things, the resources, the money that, that God's given me. And that's where we want to really plant today. We've got Brent Vandermeer here in the studio with us. Welcome to the show, Brent. Well, thanks for having me here again.
0: Crosspoint Financial, your financial mm. advisor. I am. Okay. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yes you can like i'm just, filling all, it. I'm just i didn't back.
0: want you to say his old business i didn't know if you remembered it was crosspoint I, financial I, I did
1: in fact when <laughs> i was new driving name. when i was Our driving in That's today right. i thought <laughs> i have to get crosspoint right because uh <laughs> so there we are so i was we the, were new on name. The, same page. the new name how long have you been
0: a financial advisor in the city
2: i well actually since i was in business school i was a part-time uh Analyst with a firm. So I was 19 years old when I started, and I'm 42 now. So oh,
0: it. it's
2: a couple. It's a couple years now <laughs> through a few you're market cycles, so, you're and still uh, so young. No gray hair. Th- no gray hair. Thank
1: you. For, you know the maturity is a uh, uh, few market right, cycles. So, yeah,
0: this a a is few how few a financial guys speak. Well,
2: this is how we call it because you have to live through these cycles to truly understand <laughs> how you're going to behave, right? right? And how to make good decisions when the tough times come. Well, so, I'm glad you're here with us well, today. Well, thank you so. for having me here.
0: Um, So this show actually comes out of um, a request from one of our uh, clients. Hmm. And we ask occasionally, what kind of radio shows do you want to hear? And some of the shows come out of that. And I called you immediately when I I got the request. And um, we're going to talk about socially responsible investing. And you're going to help us understand what that is and how to do it basically, in a nutshell, like in 20 minutes or less. So, Mm -hmm. but before we go there, so I'm like asking the Lord, like, well, what kind of scripture verses are there about socially Mm -hmm. responsible investing? And um, I actually landed in the book of Amos, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time there other than to summarize. And there's nine chapters, so those of you who are listening, just... Go take a listen or read it um, because it's about Amos who was a shepherd who got called to be a prophet from in the south of Israel he lived and um, to prophesy to the north of Israel to return to the Lord because they were using their resources and their money in um, ways that did not promote justice, that took advantage of the poor and needy. And there are some harsh, very poetic words from the New King James Version um, they they're just interspersed in every chapter, but they're pretty hard if you can handle it. Um, he ta- he he tells Israel, you oppress the poor, you crush the needy, you sell the righteous for silver and the poor for a pair of sandals. You pervert the way of the humble. He goes on and on for those things that. They have not known to do right. They have not remembered the covenant with their brothers and sisters. They have not remembered what it is to do justly and love mercy and walk humbly with their God. In fact, Amos only has some positive verses at the very end of chapter 9. So if you want to just go, go get your boost of, okay, there's something positive. God calls Israel to return to the Lord and they just don't. And why, what does that have to do with fiscal responsibility? Well, I was thinking about us in our culture, with all the money we have, what are we doing with it? And if we do have the funds, as Dave already said, if we're out of debt and we want to invest it, how do we do that in a way where we're not taking advantage of the poor and the needy, where we're not doing it in a way that's unjust? And how do you figure that out? So that's why I mentioned these verses from Amos. So go read them because it's it's only not chapters, and it asks the Lord to speak to you um, through those verses. But we're going to talk about fisc- uh, socially fiscal responsibility. It's not fiscal. It's socially responsible <laughs> investing. So what is that, Brent? What is social socially responsible investing?
2: Well, it, it, it's a broad topic. I think um, if you back up a second, there's two different types of investing in this way. One is called socially responsible investing, and the other one is ESG, or Environmental, Social, and Governance. The socially responsible side is a little bit more leaning towards impact investing, we'd call it. So how do you direct your money to proactively make an impact? And most often people are thinking that in terms of green energy, um, new alternatives for forms of energy production or um, helping businesses grow that are trying to employ those in lower Economic systems like more really proactive trying to adge- trying to address a specific social concern um, that 's a little bit harder to do in sort of the mainstream stock market listed bond market traded investing world mainly because the companies that are that are accessible that way and that are liquid which most people with your hard earned savings need some liquidity you can 't lock it in for five years into a brand new startup right that 's just so risky for the average investor. It can be something that people will look at later on and do privately. We can talk about that. Um, but that other side of of investing that says, well, this environmental social governance can be similar, but it's looking at what companies, what investments are out there today? How do I build a framework to analyze them, to, to see which companies are doing in hand quotes. I'm doing hand quotes right now. Good. And which ones are are just not caring, like Dave mentioned earlier, don't care about what they're doing, they just care about the bottom line. So profit, profit, profit. But how they arrive at that profit, there's actually some really interesting ways now that you can analyze a, a company and say, and we can get into that in the detail specifics in a bit, but to to create a framework to to score them based on these three different factors. their environmental impact and what they're doing their their social impact um and the governance impact and those are We'll get into the specifics of that. But when you, when you filter out, basically you're, you're, you're weeding out the bad ones and you're being left then with, with the the core group that you feel scores higher is Mm -hmm. better. And then the average investor still needs to go through a very personal process of identifying what their risk level is, their goals and all of that to arrive at what is the proper risk score or type of portfolio that I should be building and, so, and owning.
0: So an investor has to know what their own, what they're willing to invest, how risk, what kind of company. Okay.
2: Well, sorry, their own risk tolerance and their goals that always should start first, okay. right? If you have a short time horizon and a low risk risk Tolerance, like your personality, just doesn't like big swings up and down Mm in in the value of what you have saved. Um, You you need to understand that first to build the framework of a portfolio. I mean, that long term, uh, those those guidelines are the most important things still in. Investing for people okay. if you don't have that figured out like you need to spend time figuring out where and that's actually where the new name for our business comes from is where we're really uh, keen on helping people identify what's the purpose of their money like why. So you have this excess like Dave talked about now. W- w- what's that going to do for you. Um. We wanna work through the process of identifying that for people saying, if you're at this level today and you think you need to have an income to sustain your lifestyle, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, we'll help you quantify how much money you have to have put aside to generate that. It's just like if you had a pension plan with your work, they're doing that quietly behind the scenes. They're figuring out how much money they have to have put aside and invested to generate your pension later on. If you don't have a pension and you're doing that savings yourself, that's what we try to do for you is figure out that actuarial adjusted value of how much money you need to sustain whatever lifestyle you feel is appropriate Mm -hmm. for you. That would then help us dictate, well, how much growth do we need off of your savings to try to hit that level? And therefore, how much risk do we need to take? Is that appropriate for you from a personality perspective? Point of view, like can you handle that risk? And if not, it becomes an iterative process backwards. Saying, well, maybe we have to adjust the goal, or we we have to uh, extend the time horizon, or you have mm-hmm. to save more, or all these different things. Without that basically when we narrow down on what the specific result is for, you, for any given client, we call that the cross point. And that's where our name comes from. We're here today. We need to get up to that cross point and we've achieved your goal. It also helps us identify p- if people have more than enough um, <laughs> saved. Right? <laughs> right? If you're above that cross point, we can clearly and, and quantifiably say you have excess capital of this much based on all the assumptions that we have, returns and inflation and all the things that we're looking at. But maybe I'm going off off track here a little bit but it's important to understand that personal context of what we're doing like what job is that money uh being assigned and will it do its job and then you step down from that and say okay well now how are we going to deploy this how what kind of portfolio are we are we going to build and how do i express my my own values my morals my worldview of how i how i invest this money really reflects what i believe right and right. so that's where it becomes really important for me in this business that i run and how how i am, am am hired by clients to manage money for them saying it's an expression of our beliefs and how it reflects my faith in how i invest and deploy Deploy capital. So this is just one way of of creating a framework of way of thinking about it. And I'd be happy to, as we talk, to go into more Mm -hmm. more details of how we actually do that.
1: So I mean, you've just wonderfully explained the framework of kind of the personal. Okay, I've paid off all my consumer debt. I have more Mm -hmm. than enough. I'm able to live on, and I'm now saving for the future. I'm now in a sense wanting to have and maybe that's just my personal perspective but if i am wanting to grow money over the course that i'm going to spend 10 or 15 or 20 years down the road Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily want that money to be generated in a way that's dubious or that Mm -hmm. that as amos says is on the backs of the poor and is 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 and saying wait a minute I think there are some ways that we can generate money that everybody wins, that Mm -hmm. people are employed, that they go about their the economy works, and we don't have to be, in a sense, oppressive doing that. And again, if I'm investing in companies to do that, then I have to figure out which companies those are because not every company has the same moral compass as I do right. and um that's where Brent you come in to go okay you're going to do some of that that hard due diligence uh, as the professional and as the the person cuz you know to be honest I'm pedaling the bike as fast as I can doing my thing mm-hmm. and going well, I'm not so sure um having sat through the last 5 minutes of what you just said that I think I know who I am and I think I know some of my values, but I'm also influenced by market and greed and and I know myself too. And for me, and this is just for Dave personally, I'm like, I need some accountability. I need to, even if it's a sounding board to say, I'm thinking of doing this. And Brent, you go, well, Dave, I know you, I know where you come from and guess what? um you don't want to invest in that or no that's a a good thing
0: so, so. how do you like how, where does a person start
1: mm-hmm.
2: hmm. well i think i, I think know,
0: i know in like less than 10 minutes but <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> and i think the challenge that i always face is that in this i mean it's synonymous with as i get older i realize how much less I know or how much mm-hmm. maybe I have learned a few things as I've gone along but I realize how much more there is out there to know and so there is no I just want to say up front I guess to Dave's point too and yours, there is no real clear 100% solution mm-hmm. to this I think the the challenge almost like with our faith too we, we wrestle with it and we turn it over and we look at it from this side and that side and what I'm talking about specifically here is what companies do we own mm-hmm. um, what are they doing I mean you could spend your whole life researching what are some of these big fortune 500 sort of well-run businesses that we know as you dig into them and you get into the weeds it is highly complex right and and you get into judgment calls right that my view of something might be slightly different mm-hmm. than yours dave or mm-hmm. than yours reb like yeah. um is a railway a good business stone? As you dig into it, they do things maybe that aren't so good from a union perspective or from how much, how much black smoke gets put out. Oh, but maybe that's cleaner than, uh, many trucks uh-huh. going across the road or, or <laughs> is an electric car, is that the right thing? Um, well, at first blush, sounds good, right? No fossil fuels and emissions. And, oh, but mm-hmm. what about all the lithium mining and, oh, and the, Disposal of these batteries uh, after their relatively short lifespan is done, right? Well, how do I how do I quantify that into my thinking? And and I think you can quickly hear, and the listeners will too. <laughs> I'm like, you okay, can be there's no hope. <laughs> per, well, not that there's no hope. No, it's just you have to understand that there is no quick, simple solution. Mm-hmm. It right. is, I think, like in anything in our life, God calls us just to struggle through mm-hmm. and to keep working at trying to perfect, but understanding that. We will never reach a place of perfection on this, but what we're called to is to work at it and to try hard and to, 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 to our, to do our best, I guess, at trying to identify so where our money goes. So there's a
0: certain responsibility we have, especially before the Lord after reading Amos to do these things. And, mm. but I, like I told you before the show, like some of us are just tired out. We're pedaling the bike as fast as we can. And that's mm-hmm. why. I personally would want to come to somebody like you because you have filters right right (laughs) you have apps we
2: do we we mean we we spend a fair bit of money on on research and database systems as we do a lot of this work and and but what's interesting right now is there's a trend there's an appetite by a lot of investors to be investing this way Mm -hmm. so um there are a number em, like of Like
0: environmentally products. and socially Social and, and then the governance. Yeah, piece. yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and they've there are a number of larger index-providing businesses out there like MSCI or S&P 500, S&P, sorry, S- Standard & Poor's. They uh, have designed filters now that pretty much, now in a very simple, quick way, automate this. So mm-hmm. if someone is looking at just taking a quick step and just – I. I just want to do something easy to build this out. There's, I mean, we were honored, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. Now I was, uh, for the first time in my life, got to ring the bell, opening the Toronto stock
1: Very um, cool. exchange.
2: Cool. It's kind, of, kind of fun. We were invited there by a bank, a major big bank that was launching an exchange traded fund series, like a suite of, I think eight different exchange traded funds. These are low cost, passive built, um, Mimics an underlying benchmark. Typically, that benchmark would be the S and P 500 or the TSX 60 in Canada. Well, they've built some now that are filtering those underlying benchmarks, in, which is a whole list of businesses or stocks. If, if someone doesn't know that, but um, filtering them now on these environmental, social, and governance scores. Okay. And so you've you've got now this exchange traded fund that you can buy that. Essentially filters all that for you. Now it's using their framework, right? Right. And if you haven't truly, if you want to go to the next level and say, well, how is that built? How is that designed? What are the criteria? Right. then you gotta dig in further. But so, there are some wait. interesting products you can just buy passive, low cost, do it yourself. So and, like and an
0: average person yeah. like can yeah. just get buy one of those filters yeah. and they would be able to
2: two major ones. I mean, uh, I don't know if we should name product name, but maybe that's an example. Reach out to us, reach out to you. We can mm-hmm. find out who don't the reach businesses out to me. are I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just I can, disclaimer uh, right now. Send I can don't you. reach out <laughs> to
1: me. Reach out to Brent. Brand <laughs> but way. the key point is the
2: biggest financial institutions in the world that create the largest ETFs in the world are now building these things Mm -hmm. that you can go buy. So if you have a discount brokerage account or any kind of brokerage account, you can find the ticker symbol and buy it. And you can build a portfolio of Canadian ESG businesses that rank high U S inter international and even bonds now too. So what companies are borrowing money and what are they using that money for? And Mm. and you can filter. The thing is to get into it and to say, okay, well when we buy this buy this database ourselves, we're looking at filters like, for example, on the environmental side, what companies are reinvesting back. So what kind of energy Mm-hmm. Companies are are investing how much money. You can see this through their financial statements, which is why a database can filter on it. Are they investing back into reforestation or re- oh, okay. remediation of the impact that they're having? On the governance side, a quick um, example would be what's their representation on their board like? Do they have equal gender equality? Do they have... Uh, minority groups on the board? Mm -hmm. What's their voting share structure like? Do they have these B-class shares that give all the power to the founding family and the A-class commons don't really have a say because they have fractional votes? So governance structures that you can quantify and filter and say, okay, I don't like those because the data is actually showing that when you have a well-run business and one that is conscious about reinvesting back, you actually generate better returns over the long run. Seems a little counterintuitive because in the short term yeah maybe your bottom line uh, profit is not as high as it otherwise would be because of the cost that mm-hmm. it takes but you've got a more sustainable long-term enterprise that data now is not just own personal views like mine saying i want a business that does this but it actually has built a business that is going to last longer and i would suggest that um, if one is not looking at these filters or these ways mm-hmm. of screening businesses i think in the next five years you're going to be left behind as an investment manager. I don't mm-hmm. mean as a as as a listener who just has a portfolio and wants. I'm saying as a product provider, as a as an investment manager, you're going to be missing the boat. as As you need to incorporate the, these ways of thinking, and that that's a really positive, joy giving mm-hmm. thing. I think mm-hmm. a couple of years ago when i first started i don't think people were thinking about this at all mm-hmm. i mean i was i was raised to think this way in terms of how we live out our lives Our my world views that all parts of life need to reflect my faith and values. so no matter what i'm doing whether i'm playing hockey or investing someone's money it's all about living out your faith mm-hmm. and, and expressing that but now i'm seeing this massive trend in the industry that is a really positive one, saying we need to be doing good with our money and finding ways to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to have a virtuous circle that businesses are going to realize they need to do this now or they won't be attracting the capital, raising the investment wow. that they need in order to grow the business model. So I think it's going to really impact how how businesses are are run from the board down to the C-suite down. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you, when someone comes to you, is this... Uh, because of who you are and your own values, do you just do this for people or do people say, I want a certain Mm. kind of, company to invest in and you do the filtering that so
2: way. So we we've always done it, whether people know it or not. Okay. Um, I've always had filters and different sectors that I just wouldn't invest in, certain business types mm-hmm. that I wouldn't invest in. And we didn't really tell people because it, most of our clients would come to us and say, just maximize my return, right? And i said, say, okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm in behind the scenes, not doing this, not doing that, not buying that, you know, and just Be- different things.
0: Because of your own standards. Because of my
2: own beliefs yeah. and, and standards. Yeah. That we are seeing a lot more clients come to us now asking for this and it's wonderful and it's allowed us to actually show some of the things that we've done for years um, that are now becoming a little bit more mainstream now my concern i mentioned this to you before there's a little bit of what we call greenwashing going on too. a bit of oh, yes. marketing spin being put on it's like the it's it's the topical thing everyone needs it everyone's pushing product now saying, Hey, we're green. We're environmentally, socially governance friendly. This is the way to go. And we've been saying this for so long. So, you know, I'm a skeptic at heart too, because financial products generate a lot of money for, for big firms. And so, yeah. um, you really have to be mindful of that, that, uh, it's not as easy as, as it seems. And if it seems just simple and easy, you know what? You're probably not getting the real I don't thing. Know. If I so. go
1: in and visit Brent and he tells me who I am and then I hand him some money, seems pretty easy yeah, to me. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. <laughs> but I, you know yeah. what I'm thinking of? I know, you know, it's a local, like you go to a local hamburger joint and as the shift happened, then they start selling salads, you right, know, but right. you, you're still. And now still we're
1: into the, veggie burgers. We're right, not going to go there. But, but, but yeah.
0: I, in some ways mm-hmm. it's m- similar so it's similar it's you try similar. to
2: have a product that yes. that meets the demand and in a way that's a good thing like mm-hmm. i am a big fan of that kind of system i'm not a centralized control kind of person like like demand will dictate this and that's what mm-hmm. I, is really exciting to me is i see demand increasing for ethical and well-governed products that have a social Im- impact demand is swelling and corporations are meeting that demand i just think you have to always like anything beware of what you're getting and that you're not paying high fees for something that you could otherwise get very simply through some of these low cost exchange traded fund things that i talked mm-hmm. about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's important to know what you're getting.
1: And I think, I mean, we only have a few minutes left and and I want to end the show uh, on a, on a, just highlighting a couple things. I mean, one is, is that we have just in a sense spent the last half hour going, you know, it's a little more complicated than what I just said. Hey, I've, I've got some money. I'm just going to give it to Brent and then carry on with my life. Um, the reality is, is that if you're bent towards doing some of that investigation and digging in, um, scratch the surface. And that's mm-hmm. certainly my encouragement as a just, it's God's money as we use God's money in the way that he wants to do. The first shiny thing is generally not the thing we want to be throwing money at mm-hmm. typically. And then remembering that, you know, money is the tool. And so if there we can have that tool actually functioning in an efficient and maybe multifaceted way and I get savings, there's increase and the world is becoming a better place or maybe there's people that are being brought out of poverty because they are now employed where they wouldn't be before in an environment that that gives them employment i mean all of these things play in so just recognizing that you know as we've kind of we're wrapping up the conversation around socially responsible investing and it's it's a new emerging exciting place to to kind of think wow it's it's not a oh it's on the fringe anymore it really is coming into some of these neat things and uh, that's good and bad it means we need to investigate and That's why we got guys like you Mm -hmm. uh, who, who are just like, okay, this is part of our ethos and it is part of what we want to see the world and how we want to see it managed. So, so thanks Brent. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks for yeah. sharing your wisdom with us. I know, it goes um, fast. And if you uh, do want to reach out to Brent, as I said, don't reach out to me on this question because Brent is the professional. Um, we'll get you out of debt. We'll get you into Brent's office, <laughs> but Crosspoint <laughs> Financial is the place to go. Brent, maybe just give quick cred- credentials there.
2: Uh, in our, like Our credentials are how, how, how to reach us. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, because we have lots of credentials and <laughs> letters behind our name, but, uh, yeah, you, know, you can reach us at crosspointfinancial.ca. Um, that's our website. Uh, we're on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, but, uh, our phone number probably easy that way too 613-228-7777. Perfect. Yeah.
0: So I, yeah, I, you want me to pray. Yeah. Um, cause that's my recommendation is that in all of this mm-hmm. that you pray and mm-hmm. seek God and seek, who's the right financial advisor for you. It may not be Brent, but that's if, right. You never know. Lord, I just thank you for this day that you have made. I thank you for the complexity of the world that we live in and that you call us to uh, responsible giving, and great stewardship and management. And Lord, I pray you would help us in this because we need your mercy and grace as we navigate uh, this world that has so much opportunity in front of us. I just pray that you would guide the listeners as they uh, seek to get out of debt and to find a place to land uh, their savings. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Thanks, Brett, and join us next week when we talk money.